is why for me I would not subscribe to using shame in in correcting sexual deviance or or encouraging good sexual behavior because it's got it's got lasting ripple effects it's got lasting repercussions yes it's very important that sex is discussed openly because unfortunately sex is very sweet so whether you try and shame people for not doing it people end up knowing how to do it okay uh welcome welcome everyone and thanks again for uh being available for this week's episode and this week this week uh we are discussing sex education sexual shame and uh, we'll be starting from sexual shame and i'll ask peter to maybe explain what that means for us before we get into okay. it Sexual shame, basically, as as it suggests, is shame that comes with anything that has to do with sex. So it's not just about uh, the the act of sex, basically, but it has to do with anything related to sex. The the shame that comes from anything associated with sex. That's basically sexual shame. Oh, okay. So um, are there any any particular reasons why people feel sexual shame or it's uh, yeah okay so Aku, can you yeah yeah um i think it basically stems from how we are brought up in the society in the typical ghanaian society we are brought up to see first of all it starts from your body the body the knowledge of the body is absent and even what you are taught is that your naked body is a thing to be ashamed of. So most of us grew up in situations where we never took time to look at our naked bodies, not to talk of looking at your genitals or genitalia, to understand what your sex organ or your reproductive organ looks like on the outside and understanding it. That shame that they taught us to grow up with is what translates into our acquired shame for anything that has anything at all to do with our sex organs especially anything sexual and it includes our sexual orientation our sexuality our libidos and everything so right from our childhood we are taught that this part of your body is not a decent part of your body we have we give all sort of pet names to it pet names that hide what it is because um uh, to to pronounce it in its raw term is seen as being indecent today 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 in our language whenever you want to say a check you have to say sebi 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 because of the indecency attached to it and when you grow up with such a mentality obviously anything you do with that part of your body will basically the fundamental is that it is bad it is dirty 
it is shameful so every other act of sexuality thought of sexuality expression of sexuality that comes from there becomes an act of shame for you so for me i take it all the way back to childhood when we are being raised our orientation about the human body that's where i take it from and i think it's a shame it's a shame and i hope we we are getting out of it wow yeah um so is it um we all understand this like uh, we're all raised or most of us in ghana were raised in a way that makes us feel shame when these parts of the bodies are mentioned so from there it's uh, it leads to a point where anything that has to do with sex people feel or as you say look down on it yeah or feel some sort of shame or feel bad about uh, being partaking in anything related to sex. I wanted to ask, or I'm asking if, is it getting better? Are we changing? Or are things changing or moving in the right direction? And if not, what can be done to make things better in this regard? Well, to, to, to piggyback on what okay. Aku said, the... the it stemming from our childhood also has to do with another thing, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, which is we not having enough dis- discussion on the topic. Yeah. And secondly, misinformation. So yeah. these two things are are very dangerous. That, that, that measure is a deadly measure because what happens is that you end up having a particular experience that you now consider to be the norm because of the inform- misinformation that you, you, you have. Yeah. And it, it perpetuates over a long period of time, probably till you, you, you end up having uh, some sort of effect that would cause you to actually rethink probably what you've always thought sex should be. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that is uh, the situation most people find themselves in now. So that, for instance, when it comes to things like sexual abuse, which yeah. most most women are actually some are misinformed about it. I remember I was talking to a friend just yesterday, and she was telling me that when she was young, her relatives used to play with her, mm. but she didn't know what that was. Like yeah. she knew there was something wrong with it, but she didn't know what word to use for it. So it was when mm-hmm. she grew up, and she realized that no, this was what was actually happening to me and it affected her in uh, psychologically. So it's only at that point that people begin to wake up and say that, no, let me actually find out what and where this is. And for, for some reason with the, with the generation of today, we are, most of them are curious and most of them are fed up with the, the inability the to exactly. So most people are trying their best and you usually see that these days most tv stations try as much as possible to make the topic very okay to be discussed and i think that's a good starting point because previously when i was young i don't think i remember seeing any discussions on this except when i was in high school where i used to love kumama mazimbi because that was the only time that i could hear things that I, I couldn't I couldn't think of or wasn't really discussed. So I think to to some extent that that we would we, we, we would phase out of that situation where 
sex has not been discussed or people feel shame about well, talking about well, sex. Peter, P- Peter, we had that opportunity given to us on a silver platter last year. Or, oh, uh, with yeah, regards yeah, to the CSE. Yeah. Oh my God. We had, yes. yeah, yeah, we had that opportunity. And, and because of myopia and ignorance and fear, we, we, the whole nation went on an anti-LGBT bandwagon and thought that the CSE package was just going to probably sexually abuse their children in their mind. Actually, the problem I talk, talked about in the beginning of this discussion is wow. what the CSE was supposed to address. Yeah. That's, that's that uh, sex education to their parents has proved futile. Because if the parents were doing a, a good job, we wouldn't have the sort of sexual deviance and, and teenage pregnancy and sexual abuse cases we have now. So the education system taught that let's give the parents a, a hand. Let's give a, 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 a well-informed package to each child, age-appropriate sex education, to prepare them, to make them understand the human body, blah, 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 blah. But ignorance has become the order of day in this country. So without going into what the document was talking about, we allowed a few, a few scared old people to, to rob us of this very rare opportunity to resolve this problem at the root. If you, if you, Peter, you talked about Akuma Mazimbi. If you want to resolve the problem we are actually discussing today, it is not Akuma Mazimbi or the other sex, um, adult sex ed programs that are on now. There are a lot of them. It's a proliferation. But what we really needed was grassroots childhood child age appropriate sex ed and that's what the CSE was going to do but alas our ignorance robbed us of something really great we all have these stories of growing up and not having the right information and what it led us into um unhealthy masturbation and all sorts of things so so the as for teaching from childhood it's it, it's it's the right way to go but how are we going to do it if we still have ignorant old people who think sex ed is all about LGBTQ rights? I'm, I'm just like any other person who grew up in the 90s or, yes, in the 90s and 2000s. In, in my adolescent um, ages, then all the information I got about sex was not from my parents, it was not from school, it was from my peers, and it was distorted. They would bring um and um, pornographic pictures and these videos and we would sneak into one person's house and and go and watch and it was giving us information that was false about what the body was what sex was and and it influenced my understanding of my body and what to do with it when sexual edges come so Starting masturbating early, what well, there's no problem with that. At 14, I started masturbating, but the kind of psychological uh, trauma I was going through after each bout, the guilt trip, all that just because I didn't understand what was going on. So, coupled with religion, and we can't have this conversation without talking about religion, religion tells you a lot of things about your body that are not even true because i mean nobody outside of your body can tell you anything going on inside your body 
so so coupled with religion and lack of proper information the whole masturbation thing for me was so toxic that it became like an albatross i only got rid of it not through prayer not through counseling but by just understanding that it was normal and that was all that took the the compulsion away it took it away completely the fact that i had the power to decide that oh well if i feel like it i can and there's nothing wrong with it if i if i don't want you to there's nothing wrong with it that power that knowledge alone took the, the addiction away but you know when when we say that it is wrong it's a sin and, it, and you are dirty and all that it creates tension and and resistance in the person and what does resistance cause temptation and it keeps going on and on and creates toxic sexual lifestyles. Then we turn around and say, the child is bad. Wasay, wasay. We are creating the monsters. We, religion, and then this culture of silence on sex. That's what is creating the problem. Yeah, that's my experience. Well, with my experiences, there are some that really stand out. I... I usually preach consent a lot these days because I've had experiences in the past where I, when I, I, I have a very high libido. So when I was in JHS, the, the, there was this lady that I used to like. And when I have those urges, I, I feel like I'm entitled to um, have those experiences with her. So probably once we are alone together, I touch her and all those kind of things. And it got to a particular point where she was resisting and I, just because, yes, yeah, she didn't like it. But because I didn't understand the, the issue of consent, I felt, no, I was still entitled to it. Hey, I have those edges. You have to help me, like, get rid of it. But what I didn't realize at that point was that I could have simply asked her. And if she had said no, no is also an answer. And I, sh I should accept it because that's her body. But I didn't understand it that way. Then I tried to force her and she reported me to uh, one of our teachers. And the teacher just sat me down and said, well, this is something that just happened between the two of us. Whether it was true or not, that's the report he has had. And he said something that really stuck with me. He said, nobody might have seen you, but what you, you, you did basically could affect you in some ways later on even though i didn't really understand what he talked about it was when i now had experiences in which unlike what happened between my friend and i where it didn't go beyond a particular point where you now term it as rape i actually had some friends who were raped and they telling me their stories made me understand that okay so this is what consent actually is and this is how it, it works so i've had a number of friends who have been raped and it's terrible i talk to a lot of people and especially the ladies and they'll tell you that once upon a time when they were young they had someone who touched them in a way that they didn't want but they couldn't voice it out as said, because of the toxic environment that we've created where you cannot come out and say something about sex because you'll be tagged as okay you are the you are the bad one you are the one who wants to spoil 
the, the society and what have you. But guess what? All these things that happen are usually localized because the friends that I have will usually tell me that it was my, it was my relative. It was my uncle. It was my teacher. It is people that are around us that would always want to have that sort of access. So I've had issues where I've dealt with friends who confide in me and tell me that, okay, I've been raped before, not once, not twice, not thrice, several times by the same people that I, I trusted. So that has been some experiences that I've had in regard to sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. So those two stories, I think, make it clear that it's important for people to get the information on these things very early on. So we know what is off limits and what's allowed and what's okay. And then what's like wrong. Yeah. Okay. So guys, how do you think we are um, going to, how, how do you think the problem can be fixed? What is the problem? Like, what makes it so bad? In a way, yes. In a way, I, I'm playing the devil's advocate, by the way. Yeah. In a way, shame is used as a form of behavior control, right? So let's say if you say something on Twitter, that's, let's say, no, you don't talk like this. Then people shame you and then decide that, okay, I'll keep quiet. I don't talk like oh. this anymore. So Dan, oh yeah, before you continue, where you're coming from is shame is not necessarily a bad thing. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so you finish. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you finish. As in shaming, shaming, shaming an arm robber. Shaming an arm robber, for instance. Well, I, I, I haven't come across that yet. After, okay, let me use Ghana's parliament. I wanted to use the American one, but let me use Ghana's parliament. On 7 December, when they went wild at the parliament hall, they were kicking ballot boxes and all that. What the people of Ghana did is that they shamed the honorables and then they had to admit to themselves that what they did was wrong. Right? They didn't talk to them nicely that what you guys did was not good. Next time, no. They shamed them that what they did wasn't honorable. And because of that, they came out and then they were saying they were sorry. That should never happen again to happen again. So shame at times is used positively. But I want us uh, to keep For example, picture. naming and shaming. Exactly. Right? So I when want you us name to, and shame. Yes, because in, in a way, our culture tries to use power rather than, I don't know, coddling and those type of stuff. That is why... It's because they are insecure. Yes, maybe. Right? Or maybe they feel that that's what works. That it's easier to get people to fall in line when you shame them than when you try to convince them. Right? Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I... But but to your point, now it's going to be difficult for Daniel to make to win this one because mm -hmm. now you have to tell us how sex is bad and why people should be shamed. Yeah, or no, feel no, ashamed. that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say okay. that somebody thinks that asking, some people also, what's, what's, some people may say that what's so, what's so bad about shaming kids about shame about using a word Who like this sexual or saying oh look at my dick. Oh okay. Someone will say that why <laughs> is it bad to tell like hey man cancer here cancer how right. Somebody said there's nothing bad with that. But maybe those... Within context. Yes. Within context. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, don't wanna, I, don't, I don't want to side with you because you are taking it very broadly. Yeah, yeah, and very if you take the parliamentarian's issue or name and shame in rape, me too, rape cases, mm -hmm. me too, the me too movement, yeah. then, then uh, shame in that context would be uh, employed for positive results. But in the context of sexuality, that is very normal. It is not an abnormal thing. Your body is not abnormal. 
your body is not indecent and what you do with it exactly so to 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 subscribe shame or to use shame as a tool to control behavior in sex has repercussions that are very dire because it has to do with the psychology of the person when it comes to sex and sex does not begin only when uh, you are an adult and you are married or something sex begins from when you are a baby you dis discover your sex and your sexual orientation your se your sexuality all the way till you die so anybody who uses shame to manipulate you into some sort of good behavior that according to them should be the way you should behave has the the power to control for a long time until you get therapy how you perceive your own sexuality and that is why for me i would not subscribe to using shame in in correcting sexual deviance or or encouraging good sexual behavior because it's got it's got lasting ripple effects it's got lasting repercussions okay. yes so okay so let, let me talk from my personal point now i think i agree with almost everything you and peter spoke to right that it's very important that sex is discussed openly because unfortunately sex is very sweet so whether you try and shame people for not doing it, people end up knowing how to do it. Let's use the church for example. Before people get married, the, the church demonizes sex between people who are not married. But on the day they marry, the pastor tells them that nine months from now they should have a baby. How are they supposed to get the knowledge? So hypocritical, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. have to be honest and open about it. Right? Yes. Even though there are laws against indecent exposure. We have to yeah. be open about it that you no. Know, sex is good in this sense it is applied here and there your body is this and that so on that cause i agree and then i believe that a lot of hypocrisy about sex it leads to a lot of things coming out i don't know whether maybe i don't know whether you guys know this he's an apologist actually so an apologist is somebody who defends the christian faith yeah and i want to apologize he's my actually my favorite christian speaker right like when things became raw for me, he was my favorite. Was his name was Ravi, right? And anytime I guess most I listen to sermons and get very emotional. Recently, his issues yes, came up. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, do you do you know do you know how that thing happens? It comes from resistance. Let me let me use an example for you. You take a cable like your charger, your phone charger cable. You see how flexible it is. When you apply pressure to it, it will bend to the pressure. When you release the pressure, it will come back to its state. But when you take a pen, big pen, you see it's brittle, it's hard. When you apply pressure, it breaks. And and when you're trying to fix it back together, it's very hard. It's the same thing with your okay. attitude towards everything. A flexible attitude towards things leaves room for expansion, relaxation, expansion, relaxation. So you are able to tune yourself to appreciate situations and not break under pressure. Now, this whole teaching in the religious sector, especially, let's take the uh, Ravi person Zachariah, and other, yeah. other Catholic, if you take the Catholic church, the Catholic priests and bishops, the resistance is too much. If you've done any physics, the scientist, Peter will tell you, if the resistance is too much, there will be wear and tear. <laughs> you are constantly praying, Jesus, save me from this sexual sin. You are, the resistance is too much. You will break. 
you will pray. And all of us, yeah, all of us <laughs> who have succumbed to certain sexual habits because uh, when we were in church, for me, when I was in church, it was worse, was because the resistance was too much. Every day you are praying against the same temptation. Why won't you fall? You are giving it a lot of mental. You will, you will break. The pressure is too much. And you are brittle. You are brittle. But the day they tell you that, you know, I mean, all my friends who grew up in very flexible homes, you know, they, they, they know, nobody told them it's a sin to do. They, they didn't have those problems. They didn't have. The, I was raised in a house where alcohol is not a problem. You, from age whatever, my mother can actually say, if you want to drink, you can drink. It was never. So I can't even drink much. When I went to the university, come and see these kids from these homes where they don't allow them near alcohol. They were drunk to stupor on the floor, vomiting. You know? but, but that could go both ways. Just saying. It could. It yeah. depends on how you are you are oriented around the thing. That's why we are saying that. I am saying that the the resistance is not good. It makes you break. Mm -hmm. But you know, of course, if they say, "Hey, you can do this, you can do that," without teaching you the repercussions, then then that one too is bad. So it's a controlled situation. It's a very controlled situation where you are taught the entire thing. They tell you about it. This is it. This is it. This is it. If you make this decision, these are the repercussions. Then you are able to make an informed decision. You, you get it. But where it is all, thou shall not. Thou shall not. You see, every time there is thou shall not, it you will fall. Yeah. I, I, agree, I agree with Aku. I agree with Aku because it's, it's an issue of power in both ways. So the issue has to do with the fact that some people use it as a tool to control others. Mm. And in that control, what they are basically doing is trying to use that to power themselves. Yeah. So for uh, an example will be the addiction that I talked about. So for instance, I was a, a chronic masturbator. Oh my God. Seven times a day, nine times a day, I would go on and on until I was, I was dry. My testicles produced no sperm again. <laughs> then, I, and, and this was way back uh, after I completed GHS. So the, the, the issue was, how was I going to stop? Yeah. Because... It, it, it became a habit and it, it seemed like the more I wanted to stop, the more I couldn't control it. Mm. And also, at that point, I was religious, mm -hmm. which even made, made it worse, worse. because the, the guilt trip would... And the funny thing about it is that because sex is pleasurable, your brain and it's your addicted. willpower conflict <laughs> because... Your, 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 your physiology is telling you that this is good. You have to go for this. Yeah. The dopamine levels are just letting you know that you have to go this for is this. the right thing to do. But somewhere in your mind or within your culture or within your faith, you've been told that no, this is wrong. Which, which is the, is the worst. So that's what I'm saying that We're it's an issue of power conflicted. in the sense that it is the issue of power because now what happens is that that, that sort of situation sort of boost the confidence of uh, the sinner in quote what, whatever follower because in, in this case they realize that okay no what I've been actually thought is actually real because I'm having this kind of effects and it proves the point that okay mm. I'm not supposed to actually do this which which is a misunderstanding of what is, is actually supposed to be so the way I broke away from my addiction was first to understand 
what the hell is happening to me? Why am I going through this phase? And it actually took uh, an experience, a, a very crazy experience that made me decide that no, this was not actually good for me. And that experience, maybe I'll share it some other time. <laughs> but 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 what what basically happened was that in all those times that I was thinking that okay I have to stop this I have to stop this I have to stop this my focus is was on stopping it but I didn't know how because I didn't understand what my sexuality was or what my preference was so what happened was that once I got to understand how my body works why I have those cravings and knowing that those cravings are perfectly natural no. that even even the pope has those feelings mm. then you get to understand that these things are perfectly natural there's nothing wrong with it yeah you thinking about it there's nothing wrong it's, it's purely biological yeah so when it happened that way then i realized that okay then why am i stressing myself in trying to find stop a way it. to stop these things then it just vanished just like that so the resistance was, it was gone. so su surprising and guess what because because you are resistant and because your body also wants it that is when you are you actually fall into the temptation of trying to use an external source mm. that is usually pornography that's yeah. what most people rely on because they feel like okay here are two people engaged in sex they are not ashamed about it but for me i'm ashamed about sex so you never watch those who are not ashamed about sex uh, indulging in it and well i'm not really doing anything because i'm not partaking in it i'm just watching them do whatever mm. is, is is happening and and that is where it, it gets a, a bit tricky because the moment you decide that okay i i want to stop this in your mind your body knows that no things are available for you the other people who are around and they're having all these experiences so why can't i experience this another point is basically too late because you just go in a downward spiral because the moment you finish one thing there's there's a there's a loophole somewhere that will trigger another sort of reaction later on so it's an issue of whatever culture there is that has perpetuated that misinformation mm. and it uses it to control uh, its followers cultural into whatever preachings or edicts that it has then it also ensures that you stay in that ignorant pool if you do not get the correct information that will help you now try to identify okay how am i supposed to react to these things or where are my pre preferences so it's i usually see it as an issue of power interesting so uh, power in the sense that uh, power in the hands of the person in question or the authority figure that's telling you this is wrong you can't do yes, this yes power in terms of knowledge is power okay that okay whatever knowledge that you have that is what is actually going to control you so if you have the knowledge is coming from a source that is saying that don't do this this is evil you if you do this, this is what you are going you are, you, are, you are going to have you cannot have sex before my that is the very thing that will control how you are going to react when you meet You're those so kind right. of things so, right. so what happens is that it actually pushes you in the opposite direction so in your mind you feel that okay we are trying to run away from these things but because your body also is telling you that no you have to experience this you will definitely try and find a way and that's how come you have people raping other people not because they want to but because they it feel they have outlet. to it, yeah it needs up exactly it you can't repress it for, yeah. for 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 too long it's 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 just crazy
and that's the battle most people face like a lot of people it's 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 very heartbreaking where you see people basically struggling it's it's a daily struggle for people like to think the solution is so simple (laughs) i'm telling you when when, when i discovered it just like yours it it was so simple i i I said it to you and all listening <laughs> I said it. I said it. it's just coming to terms with the knowledge that I am the one deciding whether to do this or not, and that it is normal. That is it. Oh, the way I'm feeling, I want to, I want to come, I want to have an orgasm. It is perfectly normal. It's something that your body does, and orgasms are nice. So now you get to decide when to do it and when not, and and it's not a sin. And the guilt that was is gone. the end. So I wake up and. For like one, for the, f- the first few months, for like three weeks, I haven't touched myself. One month, I haven't like, ah, is this me? And, and it's all because I was in control now. If, if they don't tell you about it, you, you, if you still have a lot of the church teachings in you, you will still be conflicted. Because the power is not yours. When you are a religious person, the power is not yours. The power and, belongs and you know to the, you, you, your you know the funny being. thing? Yeah. The funny thing is that when you look at most of these religious teachings, it actually shows a repressed culture. Yeah. Think about everything. Virgin birth. I, I mean, <laughs> they are trying to take away everything that is natural or in reality about sex. They take all those things out and present a picture to you that how you how is it that the savior the savior who well I don't want to veer too much of but with regards to what you just said how is that our own savior who was half human half god did not do anything sexually related to humans nothing nothing so then inside you you feel that any time you are being sexual you are not being holy because jesus is not going to do this yeah. in your head yeah <laughs> okay so I, I i want to ask this ask this question when it comes to the religion aspect maybe we are going too much into that but let me ask ask this one question is it not a true believers right that from from the stories the two of you told we could say you guys were true believers because you it's guys true. yeah you guys were willing to go by the book you guys were willing yeah. to follow the rules and that's why you were having that com- uh, internal conflict but now would you say you guys are in a minority are there are most religious people actually doing what they want to do and then when they come outside or they come into the public sphere they're like oh we don't do this we don't do that thou shall not oh, do this oh, so everybody else is free but people like you not. who want to go by the, who are trying to go by the book what if you were the only ones who were conflicted whilst everybody else was having a party ah uh, those who are just doing it exactly oh exactly it's like we keep saying we oh, we <laughs> exactly. don't do premarital so sex maybe, over maybe here are, but oh, you want to find they don't have a problem yeah we don't we, we Okay, no, so, but seriously, yeah. we can't deny the fact that the church has a lot to do with um, sexual repression and uh, uh, sexual shame in our society. We can't, we can't deny the fact. <laughs> okay, so J- J- Joseph Priest, yeah, he said something. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said something. He was like, if you do something and you feel guilty about it, mm. you are bound to do it again. Mm-hmm. 
So, so I agree with a lot of the things that uh, mm-hmm. uh, you've been saying and Peter has been saying. But I have a question. Yeah. What What can I, mm-hmm. a regular person, what can I do to help? To what help is the who? way forward? Well, to I help think, this whole issue. I think you can be more open. Sexual shame. We, we can all be more open. And be more profane. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I don't well, think you have to be I more know, I know, I know, Elikem. Elikem already knows. I already do this on my status. I think. Um, what, yeah, what I, do. I think we have to speak openly about sex. I do too, Peter. You know me. Um, I know. I know. I know. Pa. <laughs> you know. Everybody knows that I stand for. Uh, open conversations about sex because sex is a cradle of life. This is this is how we all came. No, nobody got. Well, some people came as, as a result of in vitro fet- fertilization, but majority of us came here through the act. So we are not going to pretend about it anymore. So even at home, I have kids. I have two little children, seven years and four years, and we talk about sex at the uh, at the level that uh, makes sense to them. For now. We talk about sex being the communication between uh, an adult's genitals to adult's genitals. So if you are not an adult, it's not your your game to play. Those, those are adult games. I have um, a sex toy and it's pink. And then they chanced upon it one day like, what is it? It doesn't look like the, the, the normal dick. So it, it, it's a rubber vibrator. What what is this? Is it a toy? I say yes, it's, it's a toy. I'm charging it. Is it whose toy? Is it ours? <laughs> no, it's my toy. It's adults' toys. Adults play with toys. I say yeah, yeah. They play adult games with toys. It's it's once it's an adult thing. I don't even know why we are having this conversation. Okay, okay. And then they left it, and you know. So one day when they get there, and they remember. Oh, my mom used to have. Oh, oh, that's what she was using it for. You, you get it so and we have other conversations about what is appropriate who can call what you, nobody no adult should call you babe no nobody should touch you here you shouldn't touch other people's body here because we have body autonomy no body boundaries and and your privacy is your privacy your body is your privacy people should not invade your privacy you should not invade other people's privacy you know so in my own corner this is what i'm doing i do it with my colleagues at work i do it with my friends on facebook um on it, just anybody i come into contact with children but age appropriate and if with my colleague parents i i, I try to let them know that hiding was sexist and it's various facets it's what creates the deviance it's what creates the darkness around it. Let's shed light on it for the children. And then they can make better informed decisions. That's, that's what I'm doing in my corner. I don't know about the, that. The, the, the question that you asked, I understand where it's coming from. Now, the issue is this. Now, if you're not knowledgeable enough about the issue, what are you exactly going to communicate? Yeah. If you are, so, you are not so you able to, to confidently say, yes, you have to, exactly. So... I, I, I took it upon myself to actually learn and go into details, learn about the biology, the physiology, the social aspects and all that. Mm. So what I do is that uh, on Wednesdays and Fridays, I have a session called Sexual Wednesday and Sexual Friday. Oh, where no, I basically talk about status? Yes, where I basically talk about sex. I, I, I go openly and... I'm going to leave your contact on so that people there. can <laughs> message and say, hey, watch it. People should, should I hear watch your WhatsApp it. status is banging. Exactly. Say my number. Educative. 
I, I, I just put it there. Initially, when I was starting, I felt like, hmm, would, would people come out to say that, what am I doing? And in fact, people used to do that. And what happened was that later I realized that, no, they were getting comfortable with them, mm. that notion because most of the things that I was posting was speaking a lot of things that probably they have experienced or they they have wondered about but do not know. So sometimes I receive a lot of messages that, oh, I missed your sexual Wednesday. Do you have the slides? <laughs> actually <laughs> tell me that I know of a particular lady who tells me that she has a, a, a year group that they, they have sex education on. And she has been posting my stuff there and the people really love it. Like, you are really helping us. So it's like people want the education. But it's like because it's, it's, it's like a black market. You only, you only <laughs> talk about it when it is, it is happening. <laughs> it, it is making it difficult. So just, just talk about it. Even if you are ignorant about it, by, by opening up your mouth to talk about the, the topic, it sort of breaks that air, that tension around. So everybody who knows me knows that Peter loves sex. Like, I saw that one there. My best, my, my best friend calls me Ashao. That's what my best friend calls me. And I'm comfortable with it, not because I'm actually Ashao, but because I, I feel that we have to talk about some of these things. And I think that's, that's just enough. If, if you are able to master that courage and talk about it, it's, it's perfectly fine. Okay. Perfectly so fine. that message is for me. Well taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, did we? So, do we take that as the only solution to the problem? Everybody speaking out in their own corner. Talking, or? yes, talking about it because we are not in a, a decision-making places yet. We are not in policy-making places yet. We are preparing to get there. We will get there, and we might make the changes that we are looking for. But for now, we brighten the corner wherever we are. <laughs> It's, I, I, it's, it's, it's not that easy because looking at the kind of society we find ourselves in. Yeah, but once one step at the time, I guess. Hiding. It means that you yourself, you are in hiding. If you've come out the way I have or Peter have, nobody expects you to say anything less. I mean, I've come out. I've come out to everybody. I am an open book when it comes to sex. Like a, a colleague can call me and I'm, I'm in the middle. Like I'm just getting ready to go for round two and you've called me yeah, you know so everybody understands that so when they have problems you're the first person they come to that oh i have this problem with my wife or this with my husband can you help me what do i do with the child then my teenager is doing this and so if you yourself you are in hiding and nobody knows that you are ready to even help others well, of course, you are not going to be able to. So I don't know what environment you find yourself in that makes you have to still hide and be, you know, like that. But I broke away. I broke free a long time ago. So the yeah, point is, and, and you, you break free and people yeah, eventually accept I've broken it. free. Mati chain. <laughs> Mati chain rough. Bisa Peter. Mati chain well, from, rough. From, 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 from the way you guys are talking, it's better to tear the chain because it's... <laughs> It's very liberating. What's the worst they can do to you? It's, it's very liberating, especially for yourself in the sense that you begin to understand yourself better and you begin to find things that are actually healthy for you. Because exactly. the, 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 the environment has given a particular 
mentality mm -hmm. where some, for instance, some people think that, okay, sex is all about the orgasm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's important, but when you begin to understand that there are other things over there, like the foreplay, yeah. like other erogenous zones, it becomes just easy for you. So, for instance, what, what I've decided is that, okay, so for every session, maybe I'll focus on a particular part, mm. uh, part of the body. Then I try to understand the, the reactions, how the body responds and everything. Then I move on from there. So I'm not stuck with the fact that some people will be will open their boxes and look at their size and go like, okay, my size is not okay, so I can never have mm. sex. Mm. You know, it's if, if, if you don't understand yourself and how you interact in that regard that it would be difficult for you to even come out to understand another person's point of view so was it dave who asked dave or oh, so dave you have to you yourself have to get to know yourself and love yourself completely understand your sexuality be okay with it be cool with it and you know the way you treat yourself people learn to treat you the same way as time goes on when they see that you, you are comfortable with your good, your bad, your ugly, and all that is in between, they will also, they will also follow suit. After what can they do to you? You either take me like that or you leave me. Master, you don't feed me. And I think the reason why it's difficult is that it is associated with you're a good girl or you're a bad girl. I am not even and, interested and, in being a good girl. See, do you have the register for good girls or bad girls? You you have a book, you are marking good girls and bad boys inside. You know what, 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 what one, 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 one comment I actually had when I started posting this on my status was this particular girl, and I think she comes from this conservative, fundamentalist Christian home. And when I posted that on my status, she, she, she basically she said, why do you do these things? It spoils your image. And I replied, yes. And I replied, for education and for encouraging people to have discussion. And she said, it's bad. Stop it. And I said, how? How does talking about sex poor my image? And said, you never mind. Then I asked her, so why don't you read my status? Because <laughs> if it's bad, why then are you reading it? And so you can do what you want. And I'll just laugh and say, oh, I'll block you. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Let, let, she, let she me know. So block I, you. After I, I read actually, it, no, no, like she told me, you she will block you. Yeah, she told me she will block and, me. And you are and reading the thing, you are telling the person you will block the person. Hey. And, and guess what? <laughs> the, the story gets interesting because I was wondering, she, she has never told me this thing before. So I was wondering, uh, where is all this coming from? So I, I poked further and this is what actually happened. So <coughs> let me just read a, a bit further and you understand what actually mm. happened. Then she said, no, I mean, I will mute your status, not block you. Oh. And, I, and I said, oh, then let me help you exclude you from my status <laughs> list then. Then I actually muted her from yeah. my, my, sta my status. Then she came out so surprised. And she was like, oh, really? You did that? Then let me just block you. That's what she oh. said. I, said. I thought that's what you wanted. Oh. But guess what? No. She she went on to say that my sister saw your status and was complaining on the kinds of friends I have. So left to her, she wouldn't have she would have been okay commented. with it. Yes, but because of what her sister thinks about her, it's making it difficult for 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 her to 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 still see these things, knowing that. Okay, my sister has seen it. What mm. if next time my mom sees it? Mm. And she, she went on to say certain things that made me realize that no, this actually is just pure ignorance and yeah. ignorance is bliss. She went on to say, 
no well brought up girl likes that no well you brought only, up girl. you only get players not wife materials so try and change wife oh my goodness there's just so much wrong in this, the whole conversation i don't know where to begin from hey. yeah so that's the point it, it is about what people think others think of them once they take that stance yeah. Of, yeah. of simply voicing out what they think, not what they've done, what they even think. Yeah, there's a quote about that where some I don't remember the person, but it goes like we care more about ourselves more than other people, but when it comes to opinions, we care a lot more about that of other people. Yeah, we it's what it's people generally, think yeah, of us. yeah, yeah, that's where when the you are able is. to break free of that, then you are done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you are able to break free of that, then you are done because we have we have people who are the worst amongst us and we still laugh about their jokes about it. We <clears throat> we still tease them if you take music, you know, the kind of old time musicians who, who love sexually explicit lyrics and yeah. you know by we still cool with them so with time people will get to be okay with you knowing that you are very comfortable <clears throat> talking about sex and you don't do it in a in a profane way you see we've, we've got a, a clinical way of talking about sex and we've got just profane plain profane way of talking about sex and with time when people realize that yours is the educative kind of way of talking about it it comes with a level of respect it will come it's only a matter of time that you have to understand that there are a lot of people who are still bound by certain doctrines and teachings from church and from home so it takes a lot of effort to break through those barriers but uh, yeah a whole lot so we have to keep pushing a little at a time keep pushing and with time it will get everywhere and, and it's funny how all this is related to mental health because if you look at it very well as evolution would 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 imply it's basically about survival right so those who have have survived the the lack of sex up to a point where they realize that no it's actually affecting their health now come out to speak and that's where the evolution now takes place because you realize that okay the previous generation was not so open about it and it, it causes some kind of yeah. issues that have they have passed down onto their generation and the generation is saying that no we are actually struggling here there's something that needs so to be done so we must do something differently yeah exactly if we want so different is, results that, yes so that that is where the, the whole revolution starts from realizing that there's this ideological barrier between the older generation and the younger generation and the younger generation knows and they are seeing it happen you know pe people will usually tell you that okay i had this experience between my mom and my dad mm. so this is how i'm going to 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 live my life mm. based on this experience that's that evolution had. yeah so that that is the evolution that is happening now and even though some people are resisting it, some some, mm -hmm. some people within our generation are resisting it everything shows that we, we will move moving faster. away Yes, we are moving away f at a fast, at a faster rate. And the problem fast. is that if you don't evolve with it, and that's oh, where you get lost. Behind. Yeah, we'll leave you behind, and we'll experience our multiple <laughs> orgasms. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll leave you behind. Yeah, and I, I think you know, I think this has been this has been great, epic. Yeah, thanks, thanks, 
to everyone for being on, especially Aku and uh, Peter. 